Blessings one and all, and welcome to Journey into Spiritualism. I'm your host, Paul James Caden, and I am an ordained spiritualist minister, a certified spiritual counselor, paranormal investigator and researcher, angel card reader, and author. I do hope that you will enjoy this show that has been brought back by popular demand just recently. And this time around in Journey into Spiritualism, we are going to do a couple of things differently that I hope all of you will find interesting. Of course, we're going to talk about spiritualism in the podcast, but also the paranormal, and also be doing videos on my YouTube channel where I will be reviewing books about spiritualism, the paranormal, and also paranormal investigating equipment, particularly those apps that we see all over the internet that tell us that they can help us find a ghost. We are also going to have Spirit Box sessions here on the podcast and on my YouTube channel. And if you're not familiar with what that is, it is pretty much a way of doing paranormal investigations where spirits speak through a spirit box or a radio or another device that creates static and noise banks that allows spirits to form words and communicate with us. So a lot of interesting things coming up in the podcast. And when I have those... videos on my YouTube channel, I will leave a link across the podcast platforms where you can go and watch. So today on the show, we are going to be asking the question, what is spiritualism? It is perhaps one of the most misunderstood religions and philosophies in our world today, especially when it comes to mainstream Christianity. We hear so many terrible and scary things about spiritism and spiritualism. We hear that they're witches, that they dabble in the occult, that they worship the devil and demons. But we have to ask the question, is this true? And to help answer that question, I would like to read from chapter 1 from Thomas Williams' book, Real Spiritualism, because he is a Protestant Christian who converted to spiritualism over time, and his journey was very much similar to my own. In chapter two of his book entitled Spiritualism, According to Mainstream Christianity, Mr. William says... The Protestant Christian Church taught me that spiritualism is a form of Satan worship, a demonic religion with evil spirits posing as past loved ones, and witches calling themselves mediums. The Nazarene Church I attended from age 7 to age 18 taught me all other religions were false and were created by Satan. To cause confusion. The Nazarene Church also taught me all other Christian denominations were false 
and Satan created these as well because they bring confusion to Christianity. The Baptists were wrong, the Nazarene church taught, because they believe in eternal security. Once saved, always saved. Catholics and Lutherans were hell-bound because they drank wine for communion. Every religious group other than Nazarenes were false, wrong, and going to hell because they had certain beliefs that the Nazarene church didn't agree with. I read this passage from Mr. Williams' book to make a point. And that point is that, as I said earlier, his journey was very similar to my own. I'm a former evangelical Christian, and I searched for a very long time for what I felt was the truth, the truth about God, the purpose of life. Why are we here? And my family was not particularly religious, but when I was probably about 10 or 11 years old, we started going to a Methodist church. And from there we became evangelicals and then fell into the word of faith movement. And from there I went on my own journey visiting various churches and denominations and even joining for a period of time the Catholic Church. I visited Lutherans, Episcopalians, Catholics, non-denominations, Orthodox, Baptist, and even read and studied the literature and talked to some of the people in the fringe Christian denominations such as Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses. Now through all this as a Christian, I was looking for my church home, as many Christians are, that place where I fit in, where I feel welcomed and where my spirit is being fed. But I could never quite find that church home. But one thing I did find that was common among all these different churches and denominations is that all of them claimed to have the truth. They spurned many of the other Christian denominations saying that they were wrong, they were in error, they were teaching heresy, and even many of them were possibly going to hell because of this heresy. Needless to say, this became a very confusing journey. But it inspired me years later to do a study in comparative religion, even among Christian denominations. Why do they teach what they teach? Why do they believe what they believe? Why do they feel that they alone have the truth and everybody else is in error? And one thing I found out that was very important to my particular journey is that all of these Christian denominations that were spurning other religions and even other Christian denominations were wrong about what these religions and other denominations taught. Doctrines were misquoted, misunderstood, and misinterpreted. I later found out that a large amount of what all of these individuals said about other religions and even other Christian churches 
was largely false. Now, I don't think they were doing this to be malicious or to be purposefully deceptive or mean in any way. I feel that these people were sincere in what they were teaching. But the problem is somewhere along the line, someone told them or taught them what other churches believe or what other religions believe. And that information was incorrect. But rather than study the situation to find out if it was true or not, they just took the information by hearsay. After all, it was taught to them by their leaders, their priests, their pastors, their mentors. And these were men and women of God. They couldn't be wrong, could they? And so this misinformation got parroted through many generations and many congregations. And so this made me realize also that if Christianity could be so wrong about other denominations within its own religion, how wrong could it possibly be about other religions that weren't of the mainstream Christianity denominations? And this turned out to absolutely be the truth. Now, I'm not saying this to pick on mainstream Christianity, organized religion, or any church denomination. I'm saying this just to make a point. Much like Mr. Williams, when he went to the Nazarene church, he's told that all these other religions are satanic and demonic, and for a while he believed it. Much as I did when I was a young Christian and evangelical. But I was not being told the truth, even if that untruth was given to me in sincerity and believed to be the truth. And so, folks, the point being, if Christianity can be so wrong about other Christians, how can we trust it to be correct when it comes to other religions? And most of the time, we really get a mixed bag of the truth and a lot of error when it comes to what other people believe. And this goes very much so for spiritualism. Spiritualism has been demonized by mainstream Christianity for centuries. We're told how satanic it is, how demonic it is, how occult it is. And these people are communicating with demons and letting demons possess their bodies and speak through them. But then, years later, much like Mr. Williams in his book, Real Spiritualism, when I began to explore spiritualism and went to some spiritualist churches and spoke to many spiritualists, I didn't find any witches or occultists or Satan worshipers or people who had altars to demons in their homes. What I did find were people who were actually Christians. They believed in God. They believed in Jesus. They believed in angels. They read the Bible. They prayed. And they did their best to live by the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. 
practically the only difference I found in spiritualism is this idea of mediumship, communicating with the so-called dead. But what is a medium? And what are these people trying to do by communicating with spirits? Are they communicating with demons? Are they practicing the occult? Well, to explain this, we would have to go back to the Bible where God forbids the people of Israel to see fortune tellers and soothsayers and necromancers. And uh, many of these things are translated in our modern Bibles as mediums, uh, but the word medium doesn't actually appear in the original uh, Hebrew or Greek. It is usually, uh, you know, soothsayer or necromancer or one who calls up spirits. Now that is a form of mediumship, but the differences between the necromancers and soothsayers of ancient Israel times and even ancient Christian times is far different than that of mediums and spiritualism. Let me explain. In the past, we were talking about people who were more tribal, more primitive. And many times they would do very grotesque and dark things in order to try to tell the future or speak to the spirits of the dead. They would disembowel animals or even people and watch the entrails fall to the ground and read the future, read the omens and the patterns of the entrails and how they fell to the ground from the person they just disemboweled. They would also watch the person contort as they died, and depending on what position the person died in, they would interpret the future or the omens. In necromancing, they would often, many times, do very... Uh, bizarre and grotesque rituals such as laying naked with the dead body of the person whose spirit they wanted to communicate with. They would eat pieces of their flesh, drink their blood, or even have intimate relationships with the corpse in order to bind somehow or bond somehow with the body that they might contact the spirit of the dead. And their readings, if we want to call them that, were usually very dark, very ominous. Telling people to do such things like sacrifice their children, go to war, hurt others, kill others. A lot of these necromancers and soothsayers of old were very much into magic and spell work. And that spell work was basically what we would interpret as black magic. It was really meant to harm or kill other people when a spell or a hex was put on them. So is it any wonder God said these practices are detestable because they were? If anyone done these things today, they would be imprisoned for child abuse, murder, or desecration of the dead. But mediums and spiritualism do not engage in any of these practices. To understand mediumship and spiritualism, we have to understand what spiritualism is. It is first said to be a religion, then a philosophy, and then a science. 
spiritualism is not a religion of blind faith, but rather a religion that seeks for proof of what it believes through scientific methods. Spiritualists are not superstitious people who just take what they believe uh, on blind faith. There have been many spiritualists throughout uh, the centuries since the beginning of modern spiritualism who were academics, scientists, and physicians who started out as skeptics and began to research and do scientific experiments in very um, closed and observed quarters of these psychic phenomenon and spiritual phenomenon and walked away as believers saying these phenomenon do exist. Now, did they find frauds and charlatans along the way? Of course they did. But they also found other unexplainable phenomenon that made them believers. And so it is with mediumship. Mediumship is simply someone opening up and receiving messages from spirits and giving a message to someone that is detailed enough to prove that the medium is really speaking to, say, someone's mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, or whomever. Because when the message is accurate, when the message is honest, when a medium gives a read to someone they just met, has no information about them, not even their first name, prior to doing a reading for them or a mediumship uh, session and giving that accurate account of a deceased loved one, that is looked at as being a scientific method that is repeated over and over and over again by different mediums and it's said to be proof of death beyond or proof of life beyond physical death so mediumship is looked at as a psychic or spiritual phenomena but also a science that helps prove that our loved ones are still very much alive and around us after they pass from this world Spiritualists are very much like paranormal investigators. They're not people who are superstitious or involved in hocus-pocus. They believe in the phenomenon that is written in the Bible. Angel encounters, dreams, visions, the transfiguration of Jesus on the top of the mountain when Moses and Elijah appeared to him and he spoke to them in the presence of the disciples that were present. And some people will say, well, you know, Elijah wasn't dead. He was carried away in the chariot of fire. Well, that might be so. Perhaps Elijah was translated into heaven, but Moses was long dead. So he would have been a spirit. Spiritualists believe in these different spiritual and psychic phenomena and often do rigorous scientific experiments and observations to see if they are provable in real life, in real time, do they really exist. Often, or most times, spiritualists will say, if science proves something that contradicts or proves what we teach is wrong, believe the science and change our philosophy. 
so they are not a stubborn religion who has taken on a superstitious group of beliefs and holds doggedly to them. No, they're actually very scientifically-minded people. They're also individuals, as I stated earlier, who really try to live by the golden rule. They try daily to improve themselves, to love others, to do good works, to be charitable. This is important to the spiritualist because they believe that by doing so, they purify their souls and their minds and it makes it easier for them to enter the light when they pass from this world to the next. But now some might say, hey, wait a minute, Jesus paid it all. We don't have to purify anything. Well, this is actually not true. As I've said many times in podcasts of the past, the early Christians believed that Jesus died for their sins, but we still had a lot of work to do here on planet Earth. We had to let the old man die, getting rid of the hate, getting rid of the greed, getting rid of the materialism, getting rid of the lust. We had to do the work to purge these things, purge the old man, become more like Christ, living by that golden rule. There's nowhere in early Christianity that said God was going to do this for us or that Jesus did it all for us because he died for us. This is a modern Western Christianity teaching and understanding of Christianity, but it is not a teaching that was held by the early Christians. And I've made mention in many podcasts of the past that this is why we see so many Christians in today's world uh, speaking of heaven, but as they say, living like hell. They're not very nice people. They're not very accepting. They're not very loving. Uh, Many are even violent toward those with opposing or different views. And that's very sad to see. So spiritualists actually hold more to the teachings of the early Christians by doing that daily work, letting the old man and the carnal mind die daily to become more Christ-like, to become more acceptable to God. So when they die, they can enter into the light and not into one of the lower realms of the spirit world. When spiritualists are called demonic or Satan worshipers or that they're doing the work of the devil, they will often point to Jesus and say, well, look at the work that he did. And the religious leaders of his day said the same thing about him. He casts out demons by the prince of demons. They said he had a devil, that he was possessed. And sadly, I wonder how many religious people would say that about him if he walked the earth today. I know a great many uh, Christians in the world today who are even afraid to see an angel or even the idea of Jesus materializing in front of them himself. Because they're so afraid that it's always going to be a devil or a demon masquerading as an angel of light. They will rail against such things. Even a fellow Christian say that they had one of these visionary or spiritual experiences, 
that healed their lives or changed their lives or brought them peace, they'll say, oh, you better be careful. That could have been a demon. So they're very much afraid of the supernatural and the paranormal. But the supernatural and the paranormal, the uh, spiritual and psychic phenomenon that, that, that we categorize these things as earlier, were very much a part of the life of Jesus and the early Christians. So we might ask ourselves, are spiritualists being deceived by demons or are they actually walking in an arena of Christianity and spirituality that has been greatly lost to many of us through our denominations and our doctrines? And so, folks, I can guarantee you, if you step into a Christian spiritualist church, you will not find any witches, any occultists, no necromancers, no one worshiping demons, no one speaking in evil tongues and giving evil prophecies. The readings through mediums are comforting. They bring closure to people. They even bring healing of psychosomatic illnesses or even physical illnesses that people might suffer after the death of a loved one because of guilt, not having closure, or feeling overly lost and depressed because someone they really love has passed away. It brings people a lot of peace to know that there is life after death and that their loved ones are still near to them. As Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is in our midst. It is not far out there in the beyond somewhere. And this is what spiritualists believe. And so, folks, this has not been an exhaustive uh, talk on what spiritualism is. But I hope it has given you some idea of what it is and what it is not. As I always say, I hope this podcast made you think. I hope it opens up the door to your own study of other religions or spiritualism to understand it's not the dark and demonic religion uh, much of Christianity has painted it to be. It is absolutely not. And so in our next podcast, we are going to talk about the Bible in spiritualism. How do spiritualists view the Bible. They read the Bible, but how do they understand it? How do they look at the words written in this holy text? So that's going to be a very interesting conversation as well. And so again, I hope you got something out of this show. I hope it brought a little bit of light and understanding into your day. And I'll see you next week here on Journey into Spiritualism. God bless.